Welcome to Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Being a fireman, father, veteran, husband, world record holder, and Ironman, he brings stories of experience to impact your life while challenging you to live it. What do you want from your life? Why do you want it? Are you willing to go through the challenges to get there? If you have the courage to take that first step, let this podcast be the catalyst to start your fire while you bring the resilience to make it continue to burn. Our lives are made up of moments called right nows. So let's get started. Forged in the Fires podcast with your host, Fireman Rob, begins now. We got the same love. Welcome to Forged in the Fires podcast. I'm your host, Rob Verhelst, better known as Fireman Rob. I have a great guest for us today, Eric Hill. He's a co-founder and president of Project Echelon. It's a, it's a great organization to help veterans. It's one of the best things that I have joined uh, to be able to help with self-discovery through physical activity. It's, it's such a great opportunity. He's also an instructional coach. For Waukesha STEM Academy, I'll have him tell you more about that. He's a father, a husband, an athlete, everything. Eric Hill, so great to have you on this podcast today. Hey, thank you, Rob. Um, you're inspirational yourself, my friend, and uh, it's a pleasure to have this conversation with you and to support you in, in your journey and be inspired by what you do as well. I love it. Thank you so much. I, and, you know, I want to start out with the educator part of you because that's it's a huge thing that really translates into what you do with Project Echelon. Uh, can you tell us more about, I'm reading in, in your bio, and you talk about all kids have the right to an education that empowers them to be individuals, creative thinkers, and agents of change. That's such a powerful voice. Now, tell me how you facilitate that. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, I it's probably my fault. I don't have an updated profile somewhere, but uh, I recently changed jobs. I work for a regional service agency through the state of Wisconsin now in season, CESA 1. So I work with 45 school districts. Now I'm not only in the school district of Waukesha. Um, so it's actually, bigger now. <laughs> it is. And I, and I have the opportunity to work across the country um, with schools in Arkansas, California, Kansas, all, all over the world um, or all over the country, which is amazing to see the the vast dynamic of our education system, right? To be in rural Wisconsin one day and to be in Chicago public schools a couple of days later. But like you said, all kids are kids and they all have potential. They all have assets and uh, they all have dreams and aspirations. And our job as educators, as adults, quite frankly, not, even if you're not in the education space, is to empower them, to help them figure out what those passions are, to figure out what the, you know, what the best path for them, not for you, but for them to achieve those goals and those aspirations is and to give them the support network they need to make them come become a reality. And so, um, you know, my job is really working with adults, with our educational leaders, from teachers to principals to superintendents, and just helping them rethink or reframe their dispositions. Like, why do you do what you do? Because for most of us, our why today is probably different from our why from day one, the the day we decided to become a teacher. Most of us got into this because we want to inspire young minds. 
because we're passionate about kids and we're passionate about the leaders of our future. Right. And, um, right. we forget that it's so easy to forget that regardless of, of what your career path is, it's so easy to forget, like, why am I here today? And so helping people reflect on their why and then reevaluate the path that they're on and how do we take steps towards getting to our end goal of, of empowering kids to do what's best for their own lives. And that's such a, a key component to, if you think about when you're a child, your the creativity, the just the endless possibilities that you have in your life. As we grow to be adults, we start to lose that. And if you can empower that in a child, I think like what you're saying is so powerful. And now translating from what you do there in that educational component, now you've translated that to something for veterans because they need that sense of purpose, that sense of there is an ability to change and to adapt back into society. So give an overview of Project Echelon, then we're going to dive a lot deeper into it. Yeah, absolutely. So the mission of Project Echelon is to educate, equip, and empower veterans through physical activity and self-discovery. It's really as simple as going ahead and recognizing that veterans are people and that they need our support, our love. They need to be able to tap into our networks and that they have goals and aspirations beyond being in the military as well. And we need to help them with their transition post-military to achieve those goals, dreams, and aspirations as well. And so um, it came to be uh, very organically through the collaboration of myself and Eric Beach, um, who is the other half of me, the co-founder of Project Echelon, who five years ago reached out after really struggling with PTSD and traumatic brain injury, having made 30, uh, three attempts at suicide, struggling with cocaine and uh, alcohol addiction. And he had done a lot of things to go ahead and try to overcome those himself. He went to Save a Warrior in Kentucky. He went ahead and uh, got... Uh, some support through Disabled Veteran and was able to get a support dog. He was with uh, the, the boot campaign. Um, so he, he did a lot of things to, to get things in order, but he still had a he still had a void, something that he wasn't able to overcome. And he reached out to, to me, our wives are mutual friends, and um, just said, hey, like when I was in the military, I had a goal, I had a purpose, I had a structure. And that was provided to me through me being a physical human being. And um, when I came home, I lost that. I lost that identity. And I didn't, I don't have that purpose and I don't have those goals anymore. And I don't know where to start. And so at that time, I was kind of aspiring to be an elite cyclist myself and um, was in a space where I had a network of people around me that had supported me with those very things. And I felt that it was my turn, my opportunity to give that support back to him. And so got him some equipment, hooked him up with uh, some of the sponsors that I had for myself, tried to share some of my knowledge about training and nutrition and sleep and uh, race entries and all of these things that are behind, you know, preparing for an event and really get him ready for, for the goals that he had set for himself. About six months later, he did his first triathlon. And um, I think he felt something that he hadn't felt in a very long time. And uh, it started to fill that void. And soon enough, you know, a couple months later, he was signed up for his first Ironman. And that's a leap, as you know. And we went ahead and we just kept on digging in. And he fought through a lot of adversity, really persevered. And I think he realized that that, that physical side of him 
um, that person that pursued goals that was mentally tough and physically tough was still there. And it opened up another part of his mind that allowed him to reflect on himself and in his path in different ways that he wasn't able to do when he was struggling with his addiction. And so together, you know, that really transformed his life. And we decided we needed to start an organization to provide that same experience and those same resources to other veterans. So uh, we started Project Echelon Racing, which is an elite cycling team in North America. It was the top-ranked amateur team in North America in 2018 and 2019. Uh, this year in 2020, we've been invited to Europe to go and do uh, professional races in Europe as well as the entire professional circuit in North America. And so, uh, you know, it's it's really been amazing to see how exponentially um, fast this has grown. But I think it's truly because of the mission that we have behind us. It's because we have a greater purpose than just being elite athletes. We have a purpose of representing men and women who have served our country. And so the purpose Such of a, that team. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, I, I just, I mean, I wanted to interject because I, I love, we got to hear uh, Eric Beach's tell his story, but it's, it's amazing to hear it from you as well, because the collaboration, and this is something that I think is so powerful, the collaboration between you, who was a pro athlete, who you know, a lot of people see as pro athletes as like the untouchables as, you know, gosh, they're in their own headspace all the time, really helped and, and reached out with the, the network and the resources to be able to help somebody who needed help at that time. And, you know, to be able to provide that um, environment and also at the same time, the resources to be able to do that. That's amazing. That in itself is such a powerful message that reach out to other people because yeah. whatever you have could help somebody else and whatever they have, obviously you can, I can tell from your voice and how you tell the story, that transformation of the other Eric is powerful to you. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many tough workouts or times in the middle of a race or where I've wanted, like everybody gets there, right? It would be easier for me to just stop than to keep going. But when you know you represent something greater than yourself, or you're inspiring somebody who currently can't or isn't doing something but wants to, that extra 5%, 10% that that gives you, you can't get it from anywhere else. And that I think that's at the heart of our recent success and the passion that we have behind the work that we do. Because it's more than just a jersey. It's more than just a logo. It is, like you said, something bigger than yourself that you are going for. Now, you know... A lot of people will say that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for a cause. I'm doing this for my why. But what is that little of 5%? What is it talking in your ear as you're going and, and your muscles are cramping up and, you know, you feel like realistically you just want to pull over and stop at the next McDonald's and just say, this, I'm done with this. This is not, this is not worth it. What is that little voice telling you in your ear? It's a different voice every time, you know, um, in 2019, we were, privileged enough to support 104 veterans and donate a little over $38,000, donate eight racing machines uh, that the team used to uh, veterans through our grant process. And so every time it's somebody different, you know, it's the veteran's wife who calls and says, hey, thank you for bringing my husband back. Like he's been home for a while, but I haven't had him in our home for a while. Right. That's like to, to hear that or um, to go ahead and Josh Bogoslavsky is a, is a great um, advocate for us. Like he's on our board. He's actually, he was a retired 
he was medically retired, but now he's re-enlisted as a um, as an instructor with the Airborne. For him to, he won his first race ever last year, and to know the amount of joy and excitement that brought to his life, I want more people to experience that. To know that my sister is going to be deployed to Iraq in a couple of months, she's a graduate from West Point, she's a Apache pilot. Like to know that when she comes home, I hope that there's supports for her so that she doesn't deal with some of the things to the extent that these men and women have. So I hope that we can be that for her. And if not, I hope there's somebody else that steps up. So it's a different voice every time, which I think speaks volumes. That also lends itself on when you guys talk about the solution that you bring as Project Echelon. And there's a great statement that you have in there that there's not one end all be all way to help veterans succeed from PTSD or from TBI, which is uh, um, traumatic brain injury. And that's such a, a true statement. And, you know, it's not just cycling. It's not just triathlon. It's not just running, but it's trying it. And I think that's, that's one of the messages that you guys say is come and try it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, by no means do we, are we medical professionals either? Like we know, we know our limitations. We know what we're capable of. And we know that we can't meet every need of every person, but we're not here to compete with other organizations. We're here to collaborate and partner with them. And, you know, we would hope that if, uh, if a veteran came to us and we couldn't meet their specific need, that we would be able to direct them in a proper place and get them the support they need and, and vice versa. If a veteran connected with another organization and was really looking for a different type of support, we would hope that we'd be a part of their network and that they would direct them our way. We're all in the same fight. We're all trying to support the same people. And uh, it needs to be collaborative in nature. We can't be competing because uh, the men and women that we're serving are, are too valuable to compete for. <laughs> Such a great statement. And, you know, that goes right to the point of empowerment. And you talk about to truly self-empower these veterans to be able to move forward on a daily basis. Because the end-all be-all is that, you know, and I've felt this as, as well, um, suffering from PTSD, is that you know, the finish of the race is not the culmination. It is the journey that takes to get there as well as the journey during the race. And do you have any stories? I I mean, I I hear stories all the time and I love to hear stories of that empowerment of the journey to be able to function. Because you had talked about, you know, you had a a wife of a, a veteran tell you, you know, thanks for bringing them home, even though he had been home for a while. What are some stories that you've heard about that journey that really resonate to the point of this is empowering people to move forward. Yeah. You know, something that comes to mind right away. So we have, as a part of our our organization, we have a, you know, a private Facebook group that we share, we share a story through or a goal through or an adversity through every week. It's a different topic of conversation. And um, one that came through um, yesterday actually was about a veteran who is actually a recipient of one of the bikes that we donated this year who is going to be um, pulling other disabled veterans in Ironman Wisconsin this year on the bike for the bike portion of, of the event. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah, it, his goal in life has always been to be a public servant in the military, fulfilled that aspect of his life for him. And that's a gap that he's, that he's had since um, retiring from the military. And this is going to be his way of filling that void. And so, um, that's something that just immediately stands out and is a recent story that, that was shared, but he's going to be 
not only giving to himself and filling his own void, but giving back to somebody else to fulfill their own dream. Those stories are so numerous. Like veterans are such selfless people that there's too many stories to tell. You know, it's hard to capture them all. They went into the, into the service for a variety of reasons, but you know, at the heart of it, they made a sacrifice for their family, for their freedom, for their country. At the heart of that is selflessness and, and that's inspiring. And you have a lot of companies that uh, really that help you out, that help you out with um, products and, and sponsorship. I want to give you a chance to be able to give a shout out to those companies because that's that's a huge thing for them to step up and, and really back something that is so powerful like Project Echelon that's helping not only a pro team um, realize a dream and go out there for a bigger purpose, but also veterans. So I want to give you a chance to just uh, give some shout out to those uh, companies that really uh, stepped up to the plate and uh, helped out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, two, two of our biggest supporters, and um, one of them is, is uh, better known, and they actually do a lot of work with the military to go ahead and to create. Rob, this is going to be edited, right? I can go ahead and start over. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I, I misspoke. The the veteran or the organization I was talking about is not better known. So yeah, we we have a, a number of organizations that are so generous in, in their support to us. One of them is Traceomatic. They're based out of Brookfield, Wisconsin. They do precision precision CNC machining, and they've made an amazing commitment to hiring and training veterans, and to um, have that training be paid as well. And they do a lot of actually machining for uh, military products. So or Humvee uh, armored vehicles for uh, the rotors of aircraft and a number of other things. And so they've been absolutely wonderful to us and they've been with, with us from the start. Actually, a wonderful part of that story is as an educator, I had the opportunity to um, teach the owner of that company's um, children as well. So just a connection and inspiration on so many levels. That's awesome. Um, from Trace Attic. Yeah. Keeper Power uh, is another amazing organization. They're nationwide. Um, they're based here in, in Wisconsin, and they support a number of other things like the MS-100 and uh, events like that to, to support organizations. But they really believe in, again, hiring and um, supporting and training and, and uh, sustaining veteran employment. But companies like Grinnell, which is a veteran-owned company, Valortech, a veteran-owned company, so, so many, again, veterans being selfless and taking their own successes and using it to give back to their brothers and sisters. It's great amazing. stories. And then the, the sponsors that are in this athletic space that just believe in that we're an elite organization, elite team that has a, a greater purpose than self. So for Argonne, uh, 18 bikes to be able to give our team bikes so we can do donate those away at the end of the season, right? Most of the time teams would go ahead and sell those for a profit and uh, put that back into into a team budget. But uh, we work with our sponsors like Argon 18 to be able to donate those away at the end of the year. That's amazing. Jack Root Clothing. Yeah, Jack Root Clothing does the same thing for us. Uh, Reynolds Wheels does the same thing for us. And so for them to realize that, hey, like this team has a different disposition than any other program at this level that they know of and to, to really get behind us and, and recognize the value of that is, is quite amazing and inspiring. And that's one of the things that you're talking about is equipping the veterans to be able to use this physical activity to, uh, for self-discovery. And so 
providing that financial relief for these veterans who, you know, to do a triathlon, it's, it's an expensive adventure. And to have that aspect where you don't need to worry about that aspect, that's huge. So the other thing that people can do, and, and I really encourage you to do this, Eric, can you tell us how can somebody go and uh, donate money to Project Echelon and have that money really work to help veterans? Absolutely. Um, we try to make it as easy as possible. You go to our, our website, uh, projectechelon.org, and click on the donate page that's on the, on the front there, and you can donate to us straight through PayPal. And then you can, um, in the note, just go ahead and determine how you would like for that money to be utilized. So we typically do um, you know, our private smaller donations through that platform. Otherwise, you can go to the Contact Us page on our website and fill out a form, uh, note that you're a potential sponsor, and then we'll, uh, we'd love to connect with you over the phone, tell our story, hear your story, and figure out what options are best for you and, and your needs and meeting your goals of supporting our men and women um, who've served. That's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of it. It's so much fun to be able to have the opportunity to have the voices of others be heard, especially I know with, uh, with having PTSD, it takes a while for you to want to speak about it. It takes a while for you to own that this is how life is now. And the power of being able to use sports, like you were saying, you know, um, in your bio, you know, sports have, are a great outlet. It's a safe haven, a place to reflect and grow. And I think that's so true, especially with dealing with these kind of things. Now, did you, you are a pro cyclist, correct? Correct. Now, uh, take me through being a professional cyclist, like the day let's say you're doing a stage race of, uh, you know, a hundred mile race. What does your day look like? Cause I watched the tour de France and I've been to the tour of Utah. It's unbelievable to me to be able to go a hundred miles day after day after day. What, what is the routine that you go through to be able to do that? Yeah. As you well know, being an Ironman yourself, uh, which is, is no slouch. That's one of, day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, as you know, the performance is in the preparation, right? right? And so, it's about being diligent and following a plan, sticking to a plan, trusting a plan and a process day after day after day leading up to that event. For me, that looks quite different being a business professional as well, like being in education and uh, having a family, right? So I have another level of, of organization and responsibility that I have to work through. But some of our guys, like this is their, this is their dedicated job profession, right? This is what they do. And for them, you know, it's all about self-care. It's about sleeping right, eating right, stretching, core strength, riding as many as six hours a day, you know, 30 to 35 hours a week. And that leads, you know, into that event. And at the event itself, it's about trusting that process and trusting the guys that you have around you. Very similar to military, like trust your training, trust the people you have around you, know that they'll have your back and uh, you have a plan and we'll stick to that plan. But obviously, there's going to be times where you have to deviate it from it too. So trust the leadership you have around you and the decisions that they're making. And uh, when you do that, things fall into place. And so trying to not let a big event like the Tour of Utah or a big stage race, try to not let that overwhelm you and focus on the little things that you can control, control the controllables. And from that successful. That's such a great statement of, of, of take the take the small steps 
to make a bigger thing because I think a lot of people take off that huge chunk and you know same goes with Ironman as I look at the whole race like 140.6 miles like, are you serious I'm going to do that but you have to take each mile as it comes and you said it perfectly control the controllables my dad always said that and it's so true because the things that you can control are your attitude and your effort it really comes down to that preparation like you said of not only your physical body but your mental state and I think that's uh, from a pro athlete, that's that's a that's a tall order, especially from a, a family man. What do your kids, you know, what do your kids think of you cycling? Because I think it's it's a huge thing to have your actions speak louder than your words, right? As a parent, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell you how proud I am. Like you know, when my boys, I'd see me working out or see my wife working out. She's a major inspiration for them as well, and um, does duathlon, uh, runs marathons, so. They get it from both sides, but, you know, dad's on the bike downstairs and they want to set up a bike trainer and ride alongside me. They come to a race and there's a kid's event and they're the first kids in line to pin on a number or just to, to see the, their smile, you know, when, when they cross the finish line to know that they've accomplished something. I hope that they're passionate about it like I am someday, but if they're not, at the very least, I want them to walk away with some of the mindsets of growth mindset and persevering and setting goals and doing things that are for, for you that you're passionate and enjoy. I hope they walk away with, with that for to help them get through tough times in, in their future. That's such a great statement because that's really that w- what we wish for our kids in the future and uh, what we hope that uh, they can take away from uh, what we do, right? <laughs> yeah, they're definitely an inspiration for me and they keep me going. They're one of those voices we were talking about earlier. There you go. <laughs> the voices keep coming back into your head, right? They do. They do. Dad, get off the bike. Dad, get off the bike. <laughs> Sometimes it's that. Yeah. It's always great. Dad, where's the milk? Uh, in the middle. Of I can't an, get off the bike to get the milk, the kids. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love exactly. it. Well, Eric exactly. Hill, it has been an amazing adventure uh, talking with you. Um, thank you so much for all the things you do as well as your words, because that's it's a powerful thing to know that there's some people out there that are wanting to create this great space for individuals who are, are searching for themselves, who are searching for that ability to continue to move forward. And Project Echelon, it's about educate, equip, and empower veterans to be able to use physical activity and through self-discovery, find themselves and find their, their why, like you were saying before. So I always end my podcast here with uh, some questions for you. There's no right or wrong answer, so you don't need to be nervous. But uh, I'll All give right. you the first one here. First one is, what is one thing you haven't done but is outside your comfort zone? I am somebody that is open to almost all experiences. And then I determine whether or not I like them afterwards. I don't like to limit myself in what I am capable or willing to experience. So that's, I guess, a, a neither here nor there type type question. I I try to be as open as open as possible to all I love things. it. I love it. All right. Second question. What is your favorite quote and why? I guess I'll just have to go with the one that's at the bottom of my email. I never said it was going to be easy. I only said it would be worth it. I, I think that speaks to so many different aspects of our lives, right? The the greatest rewards often come from the most difficult journeys. And uh, I think that quote summarizes that. Before. It does. It, that's one of my favorite quotes. I always say that. I tell myself that before the 
uh, Ironmans and every every single day because it is it is worth being here. So that's the, that's the key to remember. So the last question here: If you could have coffee with three people, they could be deceased or alive, at a firehouse table. So nothing is off the table when you're talking at a firehouse table. Who would it be and why? Man, I wish I would have had a. That's a really. It's a deep question, and I like getting you uh, catching you off guard because then you get the true answer. You can't think about it. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go. Really got to think. On this. <laughs> There's so many great options. There are so many great options. I, I'm really struggling right now. I'm trying to pick somebody from from politics, from athletics, and from you know another space. You want to have that dynamic conversation. I do. I'm really struggling to to do it. Especially when they're hopped up on coffee at the firehouse table because it's just constantly coming towards you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can. You know what? Question. We're going to have to come back. We'll come back to you. You know, you can think about it. I'm going to do this rapid round questions. You can think about it while we're going through this one because this is pretty easy. All you have to do is say one of the two options. All right. So we'll go to this rapid round. All right. You ready? First one is paper or plastic? Paper. Soup or salad? Soup. McDonald's or Taco Bell? Oh, gosh. That's rough. <laughs> I'm speaking to a pro athlete, and I'm asking McDonald's or Taco Bell. This is good. Yeah, I haven't eaten McDonald's in probably five years and Taco Bell since college, so that's 12. <laughs> so I'd say McDonald's then because it's sooner. Let me go McDonald's. They have an Impossible Burger now. Let's try that. There you go. How about camping or hotel? Camping. Fly or drive? It depends where I'm going if I got to go through North Dakota and fly. <laughs> and hopefully nobody in North Dakota took offense to that. Sleep in late or wake up early? Uh, wake up early. Yeah, I figured that one. Run or walk? Run. Partly sunny or partly cloudy? Partly sunny. 100%. There you go. Fire or water? Fire. Now, this is a great one. Use a porta potty or run or drive to the next physical bathroom. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That's not, not worth the effort. You'd probably say your race bibs. I would not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a tree over having to go any any further. There you go. How about Coke or Pepsi? I'm guessing you haven't had either. Haven't drank soda since I was a kid. Okay. We're going to go to the last one. Go big or go home? <laughs> go big, baby. That a boy. <laughs> All right, Eric, I'm not going to ask you the three people. I'm going to have you back on this podcast another time. So you can mull over that question and we'll get back to it the next podcast, though. I appreciate that. That is a, a really... <laughs> it's early in the morning, so why not? It's <laughs> a really wonderful question. Well, Eric, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. If you want to find out more about Project Echelon, go to projectechelon.org. Eric, thanks so much for your words and for what you're doing for everybody else. And uh, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for your time. And uh, let's keep inspiring one another. It's wonderful to do what we're doing. It's a great thing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and supporting the Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Remember, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. And please share this episode with a friend or family. To find out more about Fireman Rob or reach out about a question, go to www.firemanrob.com. Until next time, live your life forged in the fires.